Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. She's a singer-songwriter. She's an actress. Uh, she lives out in Los Angeles. She's been doing lots of great things lately. She just released the new album, Hollow Glow. Please welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Hannah Rebecca Tell. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. What an awesome introduction. Oh, thank you very much. Um, welcome to the Bobcast. So, uh, how you been? Things good? Yeah, things are great. I just got back to L.A. I took a two-month break in North Carolina with my family. And um, now I'm back and loving being uh, in eternal summer land. The land of, like, endless blue. That's the one thing I miss about California every day, just that sky. Yeah. But, um, so you, in the meantime, you recorded an album. Um, so yes, Hollow Glow. Let's talk about it. So, like, how did you come about this song arrangement? Because it's a really unique album. Uh, the Huffington Post just called it, and I quote, "whimsical, contemplative, honest, and timely." <laughs> um. Well, I'd say about half of the songs I I wrote um a, a long time ago, a couple of years ago, and um. They were just like my, my feelings and uh, I didn't, I, I always wanted to record them and wanted to do something with them, but I, I'm really, uh, I really struggle with um, using technology. It like really stresses me out and I, I get frustrated. Um, so I just never uh, recorded them. And also uh, I have trouble um, knowing when something is done i'll just do it over and over and over and over and over again and then never actually have a finished product because it's like never good enough or something um so i i met uh my this guy ben schwab was my guitar teacher and um i told him that i had some songs and i asked him if he would help me record them and uh so i played them for him and 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 so he started helping me add instruments and uh, creating like a full full band for the for the songs. And then um, I was in this film, and uh, they they were I wrote some of the music for the film, and uh, he and I wrote together uh, two songs for them to use. And they didn't end up using both of them; they used one. But um, so he would write the music, and then I would write the lyrics, and we would. Um, and like the vocal melody, sometimes he would write the vocal melody, sometimes I would. Um, but then, then, then I had like a bunch of fragments of songs that I didn't know what to do with. Like, a, like I had a bunch of verses for different songs, and um, like uh, hurricanes on the album. Um, I had like all like the verse and an idea for the song, and then we would write the music for the chorus together. And uh, so they, it was really cool to get to work with another person that would say like, "Okay, this is good. We can move on now." So That's it was cool. a great experience. Collaborative efforts. Uh, yeah. Speaking of um, collaborative efforts, like who, like when you were a kid growing up in uh, Shelby, right? Shelby, North Carolina. Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, who, like, who did you look up to? Who were your like posters on the wall? Oh man. Um, well, Arcade Fire is. I if like I had to pick a all-time favorite band and they're my all-time favorite band um that's cool yeah and, i saw uh, the live ones they're amazing really they're so yeah. great <laughs> i also love like i love elliot smith and uh neil young Joni mitchell sufjan stevens um just like uh m- musicians who have a lot of focus on like emotional lyrics 
or they really speak to me. Let's go back to the Arcade Fire. So I remember once Sam, uh, I think he, it was before like uh, Skype, FaceTime, Snapchat, all that stuff. I think he just took pictures like you guys were like, you saw the Arcade Fire at Coachella, right? Well, we've seen him a couple times. We've seen him so many times. But, yeah, we've seen him a couple times at Coachella. Yeah, I think I recall that. I saw them once, and the guy was uh, ripping pages out of the Bible. His brother, Wynn's brother. Oh, wow. On stage. Yeah, it was crazy. He was using the Bibles for, like, a beat. So, like, Hollow Glow, right? One thing I really like, too, is uh, the cover. I like the way the colors are, you know? Like, the green, and, like, you go pick it up at band camp, ladies and gentlemen. You'll know what I'm talking about, but... We're going to listen to a song real quick. Uh, we're going to do it right off the bat because I want to set the mood for this podcast. Um, here on the Bobcast off Hollow Glow is Winter Coat. solid track take the instrumentation thank you can you give us like an idea of like what that song's all about yeah that song that song 
I, I worked on that song over and over and over. I, could, I couldn't get it the way I wanted it. Um, I wanted to add drums because I wanted it to be really like explosive on the chorus. It used to have drums throughout the whole thing, but it was just too much. So, so I was like, we got to take him out and just have him come in at the end. And um, it's to me, that song is just about um, like a lot of hometown nostalgia and, um, and feeling like you uh, you know, someone from your past, you're just um, inexplicably linked to them mm-hmm. in like a timeless, uh, like strangely beautiful way, I guess. Like a coat you put on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like uh, being from the East Coast, like winter and cold weather yeah. is such a major part of your life. Um, I know. So, you know, you everybody would have that, that one coat that they would wear all the time and it would become like synonymous with their being like you would see that coat oh that's so-and-so's coat you know to me it was just a memorable thing i dig that Um, yeah it's um, cool so um you you've played the would you play the hotel cafe out there is it called or um yes is that place closing i heard hotel cafe i don't know i hope not yeah i heard it's closing through facebook um i never saw a show that was really cool yeah, it's a really good place. It's like a good acoustic venue, um, but I didn't play a, an acoustic set there like an idiot. So, what'd you do? Um, I've I like I you know I'd never played with the full band. I'd never played a sh- really with anybody uh, live before, um, and so uh, I, I I was like, okay, well, I want a drummer and and a and a and a bassist and an electric guitars, and I'm gonna play electric guitar. I'd never played electric guitar live before. <laughs> um, so it, it was just like, <laughs> um, I'm probably not going to do that again for a long time. It's just a lot of technical stuff that I was not prepared um, to handle uh, in terms of like being able to hear myself and um, oh, yeah, the just, monitors, you know, huh? yeah, dealing with pedals and yeah, um, the drums were loud and you know it was just really hard for me to it was a kind of a traumatic experience <laughs> so um where can um the fans out there pick up hollow glow um well uh you can pick it up on Bandcamp. i'm like saying that one first because i that site has been really helpful to me um more so than you know any of the other online uh distribution platforms they've just been like really good to work with they really support um musicians and i think it's a really awesome community but it's also available on uh, spotify and itunes um google google play amazon music you know it's all mine (laughs) let's talk about life is strange this graphic adventure video game this this opera of storytelling that's available through gaming networks i picked up the demo it's still downloading right now in my ps i'm going to check it out this evening but I looked into the mythology of the show, and I like time travel. I like stuff like that. And you are the lead, Maxine Caulfield. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? It's like uh, I don't know. I, I guess I've I've been her, been her since uh, late summer twenty fourteen, and I'm still like, in shock that um, that I like finally got a. A real job yeah, great. <laughs> you know i've been in la a long time and i've had a lot of uh um like false starts and 
a lot of, you know, you get to the point where you don't even have expectations anymore because there's no point to get excited about anything because, you know, you just, <laughs> you never know if something's actually going to happen. Um, so getting to be the lead in the game, a Square Enix game, was just um, really an amazing experience for me uh, as an actor to like have something to remind myself of when I when I don't have a job. I was like, but you had this job, you know. It's been really incredible, and everyone that is involved with the online community is just unbelievably supportive and kind, and uh, I just every day it, it blows my mind um the the uh amazing repercussions that this game has in my life is just it's kind of uh it's hard it's it's hard for me to explain it's just very surreal so th- like with the storytelling like a new thing i guess i mean for years video games just were you know from point a to point z and now games are going into the telltale games and storytelling like when you're portraying like uh, the character i mean do you have a monitor in front of you are you watching her facial expressions or like no you just get the script and they go off your voice um i i just forget the script and uh because it's like a branching dialogue game uh it's it's a lot of lines because you have to cover all of the uh different potential uh gameplay scenarios so if a person you know, for any event that happens in the game, you have multiple options, and then that branches off into all these other storylines. So it, it's a lot. It's hard to keep track of, of what goes with which storyline, and um, but it's it's really it was really fun. What did you do to motivate yourself to get into character? Well, honestly, um, that it wasn't hard for me to get into character because I felt I, I I completely feel like. I relate to this character a hundred percent. I like. I feel like I, um, I just am her. Like I, 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 I well, we were very similar. So it, that that wasn't um, that wasn't hard for me. What was hard for me was um, like uh, being able to speak loudly enough into the mic uh, <laughs> to be heard, um, and not to like let my uh, performance anxiety hold me back. Um, in terms of like going, really delivering a line the way I want to, and then uh, also like it, it, I guess that the time travel element was difficult for me to imagine like what it would be like to have a power like that, and to and then you know she she becomes a hero in in the game, and she has to grow and become this really strong, assertive, confident, um, like super, superhero, and so that was really hard for me because um, I. I, I had to, but in order to like realistically portray someone uh, like her becoming confident, I kind of had to be- become try to become confident in that same way, and that was um, a really big challenge. But it was also pr- probably one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Yeah, I can't wait to play this game. It's really emotional game. Yeah, from what I pick up from the fans and stuff, I was just like, wow, this is. It's almost like like a like a band or something, like a feeling of like uh, belonging or something. You know what I mean? And I'm down with yeah. that. I saw on social media the other day that the people involved with the game and yourself were doing a, a webcast chat. 
oh, and yeah, awareness for uh, Suicide Prevention Month, which is a great cause, you know? Thank you. So anytime um, we can raise awareness for that, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you also get the chance to go out to um, Comic-Con, which is definitely one of the B.O.B.'s here's biggest dreams. I just, I got to get out there once to see it. What was it like <sighs> being there? It was crazy. I never, I mean, I've been to music festivals. I've been in, like, big cities. I've never seen so many people before in one area. It was crazy. There was just, the whole city was just flooded with with people. And everyone was so excited. Like, you could feel the enthusiasm in the air. I know that sounds corny but it's true it was it's it was it was really sincere and beautiful people love it yeah i mean i went to the wizard world here in philadelphia i think maybe two times and it's a great time but i mean out in san diego i have friends that show me pictures of the cosplay and stuff like that it's just amazing has anyone ever come up to you like in in cosplay of uh, maxine um well it's not not directly um I, I've, I've seen a lot of people like they, they send me their photos uh, awesome. and you know but uh, that didn't happen at Comic Con I didn't see anybody um, dressed up like Max but I was told that they were there I did I did meet up with um, some pretty like big time cosplayers uh, that that were dressed up as characters from the game and that was really cool that's cool um, they're dressed up as as Chloe, as Chloe, and that that was so cool to see. I love I love seeing people uh, dressing up as the characters. It's really really cool to me. What was the coolest thing you saw? Like uh, you know, attraction press thing or piece of at Comic Con? Yeah. Um, for me, my favorite thing uh, they had several panels um, for that uh, where they had uh, voice actors um, that had voiced you know cartoon character well-known cartoon characters or video game characters and um they were such you know amazingly talented voice actors veterans and uh they read this uh like comical little fairy tale script as all these different characters and it was just like an impromptu performance and getting that just getting to see them how they work their brains click on and like imagine a voice and then it comes out of them it was such an amazing experience to see that that's awesome i've seen uh pics um you've done motion capture before too right yes for another game is that a di- that's a different video game right mm-hmm. it's another square enix game it's called uh, murdered salsa suspect that was my first video video game job um okay. and it was it was a really cool experience um, getting to do uh, motion capture. That, that was my first time ever acting um, where there was no focus on like physical appearance, which was incredibly liberating for me. Um, you're, I, I played these two uh, mentally unstable twin sisters, and um, it was just so awesome to just get to go crazy and yeah. not have to worry about Let how I'm looking or anything. <laughs> so, I mean, musician, mythological, video game, awesome character, and now, like, let's talk about movies, because when I first met you, it was years ago, I guess, out at the Avocado House, and, you know, your passion for film, 
So, yeah. like, when did you first get hooked on film? Like, when were you a kid and be like, I want to be like that? Wow, this is a really cool question because um, I haven't really thought about this in a long time because I guess I kind of became, um, I felt like my film career, like, hit a lull or something and I, I, like, became uncomfortable with being on camera. So I guess I just, like, I got disenchanted with it. Um, it but I, I really want to love it again so bad. I think that uh, for me, um, it started with two movies. Well, like just just seeing movies as a kid, um, Speed, Titanic, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like those are like four movies that I saw where where I was just like really struck by by the characters and the story and like very swept up. And then in middle school, for some reason, my we were at at uh, books a million and you get the option to like if you buy a credit card i don't know what it was but they they would for some reason we started getting copies of entertainment weekly sent to the house and i just like got really into reading the film reviews and then going to blockbuster and like waiting for these you know vaguely art house movies to come in and watching them and devouring them and like getting obsessed with them like with the i was obsessed with the virgin suicides and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind lost in translation like just completely getting um immersed in those worlds that i feel like that really shaped me um in, in all forms because you know the soundtracks to all three of those movies are, are so inc- are so awesome and uh, really powerful so I think that those movies really shaped me in every way let's talk about speed okay speed <laughs> is like one of my favorite I like I it was like one of the first VHS tapes I bought from Same. super fresh I think <laughs> with his face on the cover yeah um on a real quick side tangent, there was a, a website, I think, on Instagram, or a, a profile on Instagram, where these guys collected every single speed tape in the world, and they, they were trying to get the largest collection. <laughs> but check it out. So you, cool. you could bang it. But um, the script is just so good. From yeah. The first act, it's just, it sets it up perfectly, you know, and then that scene where he's, you know, getting his coffee in the morning and then he sees the bus blow up and Dennis Hopper's on the phone. It's just awesome. Like there's a, there's maybe a few plot holes some might argue, but I loved it. I mean, yeah. I just saw the other uh probably like last week. Uh, it's just it's perfect, you know. It, I'm glad that Keanu didn't do Speed 2 because I watched that recently. It's terrible. I never saw Speed 2. Um oh, it's the but worst. the original Speed that, I think that that was the first movie I I was really young when I saw that movie and that that was the first time I had ever or like that's the first recollection I have of seeing something sexual in in life at all like the the romance between <laughs> Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves I was like very blown away by that I was like oh my gosh I've never seen anything like this before what is this <laughs> and I was so intrigued so that was a major thing for me yeah it was a good movie I mean god I love it I, I could talk we could do a whole podcast on speed we could like watch it and talk about all the nuances like how the hell does that bus get off that ramp you know what I mean he's like Jack Jack, you're out of... There's no more freeway stretch left. Like, come on. Like, that is just the most craziest scene ever. Um, the one thing, too, about Blockbuster. I was just talking to my friend about Blockbuster the other day. And, like, 
Do you like going to get the tapes? Like if there was uh, like, a blockbuster one, there'd be at least twenty to twenty-five tapes. But if there was like an avant-garde film, like The Virgin Suicides, there'd only be one tape. And uh-huh. I remember like going to get not a bunch of different movies like that where I'd go in and there'd be no tape behind the box, and I would just turn around and you know the good old days before the <laughs> internet took over our lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I, I miss it. Yeah, I, I miss the struggle in a way. Everything's so accessible now that I'm just I'm drained by the overexposure of it all. But going yeah, to blockbuster, yeah, you ain't gonna want to look anything. <laughs> I blockbuster, it, it's it's an ancient art at this point. Hundred years in the future, like people went to stores to get media. Yeah, I, I mean, also another thing about blockbuster and in CD stores in general, um, like that's how I would discover a lot of things that I otherwise would have never been exposed to because I was physically there, like actually physically touching covers, looking at CDs, like seeing the artwork on the front of the, of the tape or, or the CD. Like that, that would be how I would pick things out. Like you couldn't go to Spotify and click see related artists. Mm-hmm. Like you had to just like dig and it was, you know, very hit or miss. But when you found something special, um, just by like digging, it was really, really uh, important and like major <laughs> for me, at least. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, we, all, Sam, and I also got subscriptions to Entertainment Weekly, and I remember that too, just being like reading the list of like what's hot in the country, ten things, pop culture. Um, yeah. Speaking of Sam, Sam and I are big fans of uh, The Walking Dead, which is coming back, I think, October 22nd. I saw this trailer for this film today called Flesh and Blood. It's a short film that you're in. Mm-hmm. So I love zombie tales. Tell me what's going on in this zombie tale. It's described as what? Um, it's like a post-apocalyptic um, tale about this family. It's um, this young girl whose name is also Max, uh, ironically. But I played that Max before Life is Strange Max. And um, they are uh, lost, basically, like, trying to uh, get to these the other side of this mountain where they don't even know for certain, but there may or may not be a cure uh, for this, this disease that's going around. It's like, uh, and they, they believe that their father has been infected. So it's like, how do you deal with an out-of-control parent? And at the same time, you're dealing with the elements, and then there are other infected uh, people that are like trying to, you know, attack them. And it's 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 a really intense um, film, and it's we shot it all on location in the woods, so it was it felt very real while we were making it. And uh, yeah, it's probably my favorite film project that I've ever been a part of. It's definitely my favorite. Where can we see this at? Is it, is it, it went through the festival circuit, right? It's still going along. Um, it screened at, that's why I went to Comic-Con, because it screened there as uh, part oh, of their cool. film festival. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, zombie tales are the best when they get it right, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they did, I, I think that they did, a, I, I think they did a pretty good job. I'm scared. I was scared. <laughs> You're scared? <laughs> Speaking of being scared, it's almost Halloween. Are you excited? Yes, I'm really excited. I'm totally excited. My house is already decorated. Really? <laughs> yeah, like last week I did it. Love Halloween. What? Whoa, what are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know. I mean, Tyler might be, we might be characters from The Wizard of Oz. I was thinking about being the Tin Man or the Cowardly oh. Lion. 
I went to a costume shop recently and, and saw the Cowardly Lion. I'm not really sure I could pull that one off. <laughs> I might fare better as the Tin Man, but Halloween is just the best. I mean, yeah, it's the best for, for so many different reasons. For you, why do you love Halloween so much? Well, I just, I love getting to uh, dress up crazy. <laughs> it's really exciting for me to get to, um, like, be somebody else. Um, and uh, it feels really freeing to just get to be whoever you want to be. And everyone else is, you know, also dressed up. So you're not going to be, like, calling attention to yourself or anything. Do you like going to haunted houses? No, I, I, I can't. Um, Do you guys I, go I to haunted really, houses out there? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've only been to one haunted house. I was. I, I, I get really scared, like to the point of where I'm, I may have a heart attack, and then I have like <laughs> nightmares. So I have to be like pretty careful. I get really scared. Have you ever been <laughs> an actor in like a haunted house production? No, no. Oh, that's fun. I've done that a couple of times. But, um, yeah, I, I just can't wait for uh, the season to be here, especially to show my son, like, what's going on. Boom, look at all this, like, make-believe that comes around magically in the fall time back here. Yeah. Things are uh, starting to fall. So you just oh. left uh, Shelby, right? Yeah, I just left, like, two days ago. When is it? When's fall kick in there? Same time? It's, da- it's there. It's kicking in. It kicks in leaves, first there, yeah. That's right. The leaves are changing. The sky is getting, like, deeper blue and... Um, you know, it's still hot and humid, but there are days when you can sense that it's coming, you know. I love it. I love I love the changing of the seasons. But I also love being here where um, it feels like you're in a fantasy land all the time. <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles is great. So is, yeah. it, is your new place cool? Like everything's... Uh... Yes, it's the best place that I've ever had. Um, That's great. Wish you guys much success out there in Los Angeles. Um, thank, thank you. for sending me the three songs today, the preview of the Hollow Glow. I'll pick it up, ladies and gentlemen. The link will be down below here in the Bobcast. We're going to leave things out um, with a song called Skin Knees here on the Bobcast. Hannah, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Bobcast. In my dreams, you're crawling back to me.